and welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And before we get into this week's episode, I, of course, as always, want to promote my good friends at Bean Quest Coffee. If you go to bean-questcoffee.com, you too can get 5% off your order using the code DJ underscore coffee. Um, they make incredible coffee. It's super delicious and uh they're big old nerds who like making coffee, so they make the good stuff. So go check that out. Um, I, of course, also want to thank my patrons, Rob, Robert, MJ, and Case. Thank you for continuing to support me after all this time. And to everyone else who supports me who doesn't pay for the shout-out level, I'm still going to give you a more general shout-out because I appreciate it. If you, too, would like a shout-out in this episode or access to exclusive content or just help me because you like the things that I make and you want to throw a little money my way, you can go to patreon.com slash stormageddon and uh, give at any level. It all helps. It all goes right funneled back into better equipment, more, you know, paying for the, you know, the hosting, everything. Like, I, of course, could write out a list of what it, the money goes to, and I will at some point. But for the most part, it allows me to grow everything that I'm working on. The Stormageddon brand, if you will. I hate that. Um, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk about this episode. Um, it was a long time in the making. Um, I got to chat with Lord Zay, Felonious Funk, Terrible Toad King, Siren Seraph, and Swag Switcha, all together making the incredible rap supergroup, Symphonic Phoenix Force. I met most of the members at MAGFest 2019 and since then I've been in touch with them and their new record Art of Fusion just came out and so they wanted to jump on the podcast to promote the record. Um, I'm really excited about this episode. It's really great. We had a great chat, a lot of fun. Uh, so without further ado, here is the newest episode of Crash Chords Autographs with Symphonic Phoenix Force. We can do that too, but don't overthink it. Don't overstress it. Super casual and relaxed. I mostly just want to chat with you all about the new record and nerdcore in general and video games and whatever else comes up. Uh, does that sound good? Awesome. Already we all talked over each other. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Excellent. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, I'm really excited about the new record. Um we're going to just kind of get chatting. Um, I used to do cold opens, but they're boring and annoying. And so I kind of will just, we'll dive right in and, and uh, have a conversation. Um, Art of Fusion, which is a brand new record that came out very recently, November, um, is first of all, fantastic. I've been listening to it for weeks. Um, I really dig Thank it. Um, I have very specific questions about the very nerdy samples you've used in very specific tracks. Uh, but before we get to that, um, why don't each of you introduce yourself, talk about, um, you know, how, and then we'll talk about how the band came together, but just take a brief moment to, you know, say hi and who you are. So the audience will know whose voice is which. All right, we'll start okay, over here. Well, I'm uh, okay. <laughs> there goes Jesse talking over. <laughs> hey, no, we're going over like man. this. You got it. This is you. Get it, boo-boo. <laughs> well, we'll start with uh, myself, Lord Zay, here. Uh, I used to go by many names, uh, LX, Loser X. Finally settled on Lord Zay, you know, get that confidence boost going. I've uh, been in the game since, whew, so it's been a while, right? Uh, Long time. Um, you know, just love nerdcore, love hip-hop in general. I have passed off to the lovely Siren Seraph right here, right next to me. <sighs> Hi, I'm Siren Seraph, and I like turtles. <laughs> Excellent. Well said. She is kind of sick right now, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'll pass it off. Well, uh, this is your boy Swag Switcher right here. Um, I've been I've been doing music for a little bit. Uh, some also may remember me as just being, you know, double JB. Others may also may know me as Platinum King. I got many names, but it's all under one body, you know. So, uh, yeah, that, that's me. I've been around. 
I'm out here. Phil, you I mean, going? I mean, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, Flonius Funk, uh, aka Funko Man. Um, usually the producer, uh, seasonal rapper, I guess. Uh, yeah, been with the been with X since for like five, six years, rapping and bullshitting. Oh, uh, well, you got cuss on this? Yeah, or, sure, you're fine. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Okay. Right. Yeah, dirty mouth slut. <laughs> but yeah, just doing this music thing, you know, loving it. All right, that leaves me. I'm Terrible Toad King. I like long walks through the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a current student. Uh, been doing this with the band six years now. Uh, other than that, uh, just call me Sapo Sangan on. We can get this thing rolling. <laughs> Excellent. Well, now everyone knows your voices, so when you all talk all over each other, it won't matter anyway. Um, let's uh, dive in and talk about Symphonic Phoenix Forks, which is the band that you are all in together, uh, and the record we're talking about today. Um, how did Symphonic Phoenix Force come to be? It's clear that a lot of you had separate rap or music careers or just working on other projects, so how did you all come under one banner for Symphonic Phoenix Force? You want the long uh, version or the short version? <laughs> give, give them the long version. Give them the long version. Oh, my God. Oh, I haven't done this in a while. Okay. The year was 643 BC. Mm-hmm. No. So <laughs> I've known uh, Zay since high school. Uh, we reconnected after I graduated. Uh, I took him. I went with him to MegaCon because I was planning on going out there, too. That's when I met Phil. And he's been with uh zay since what full sale right yeah college yep college years they were making music one day we go to a convention in orlando anime fest for orlando they were having a nerdcore thing they decided to perform and say hey toad you want to write something i go okay bet i wrote something i stuck with it and then we were uh spf but there was one night we're all trying to go to sleep. What was it, 3, 3.30 in the morning? Give or take, about 3 or 4, so I'm laughing at this. I love this story. And then at one point, with a faint fart in the distance, you hear, hey, what's the name of that Disney movie where the kid got stuck in the alien suit? And for 10 minutes, we couldn't figure it out, and then we remembered we have Google. It all started with a conversation with Star Kid. We remixed it with Shaq, so it's Steel Kid. We remixed that. We brought in Arnold Schwarzenegger to be part of the Phoenix Force. We also had various other guest celebrities. We we we've had a we got a rich history. We we've done collabs with Jackie Chan, uh, Snoop Dogg, Mia Khalifa, uh, Goku, Very uh, not Goku. Uh, when did we meet Jesse? The same year, 2013, 2014. That's about right. We've known Jesse about that long. He was with his uh, previous group when he was just uh, Platinum King Double JB uh, Swag. We uh, we were making our music. We linked up with Siren because we had some projects we needed some female voices on. Uh, at this point, Swag was in a, a retirement, and he decided to come back into the game. We requested his presence, and... From then on, we've combined forces and made a, a giant, mediocre mech of music. <laughs> Way to really sell it, Toad King. I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, That's what he does best. Uh, technically, uh, I knew uh, Siren way before because i was drunk at a party and i tried not to flirt with her and now we're together so uh <laughs> seems like it all worked out I, it didn't work <laughs> i even tried to get him not to like me and told him that i don't shave like <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> um, but uh yeah sorry real quick just to yeah. emphasize what toe was saying yeah so we started out as uh myself felonious funk and toe king and then uh we had a lovely siren join us and then uh, all of us cohorts Swag Switcher to unretire and join us as well. So me and Swag have been in the band for about five or four years. About now. four years. And then Jose has been in for about seven. Yeah, we've been all together for like six or seven years now. Yeah. 
Amazing. Actually, to, to correct that, it was and it actually has been three and three this year being third uh, symphonic brand. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, symphonic oh, it feels brand because we were that. we were Schwarzenegger Phoenix the first. Mm-hmm. Praise the All Father. Play it. Praise the All Father. Uh, now forget your root. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, I mean. What I really love about the the new record, Art of, The Art of Fusion, as well as just when I saw y'all live, which wasn't the full band, but it was several of you, is the kind of energy that the different vocals bring into the work that you guys do. What was really cool is that, you know, even though everyone wasn't there for the most part, you featured as much as you could at MAGFest from the, the pre-recorded stuff, which was great. Um, but getting home and listening to the recorded stuff that you guys already had, hearing everything together, I was kind of blown away. Um, y'all are not in the same location. You're from all over the U.S. Uh, my next question is, when working on The Art of Fusion, what was the creation process like? Because obviously y'all are writing your verses and working on, you know, you're teamed up with the rap nerd and, you know, um, there was a lot of back and forth via the internet, I'm sure. But, like, what was that process like and how long did it take for this album to come together? Yeah, so... Was so... Kind of- <laughs> let them go. Let them go. So what I, what last happened one. was, <laughs> I so I hit up. No, Phil, I want to do it. Please. No, okay. <laughs> all right, so... I'll, I'll be quick. I, I promise. I promise. Right, I, I, right. just I, just, I just wanted to say. I just I just wanted to say. I just wanted to say when it comes to the the process, which I think is very very interesting, whether we realize it or not. We we do this interesting thing where it's all like, hey, yo, so we're going to rap about turtles. All right, cool. And then we all go by ourselves and we rap about turtles. And then after we all go by ourselves and rap about the turtles, when we come back, just so happenly, we rapped about two different aspects about turtles, one specific turtle and one turtle that just so happenly is related to that turtle but we never communicated that with you. And I just, I think that's one of the coolest things about us because it's always like we know what we want and we know what we want it all to sound like and we don't have to even conversate about it. We just make it happen. Yes! That is us <laughs> in a nutshell. Thank you for the analogy for the turtles, Angel, because I've literally been thinking about turtles the whole time. That's probably why I said turtles, because I really wanted to say something else. <laughs> I guess that's the next track idea, y'all. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right. Now, Phil, go. Take it. Take it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I hit up the rap nerd. Uh, he had a dope-ass uh, beat tape. I was like, yo, like, let me get this. This is all fire. So let me have that. And we agreed to, like, you know, uh, collab on it, whatever. So, like, what, a year later? Like, it took us, like, almost a year. Like, we just... Oh, shit, where we go? We went to Lord Zay's house, uh, Siren's house. <laughs> like, we kind of went everywhere to record. And, yeah, it just came out like that. Art of Fusion. <laughs> it takes a year because I take forever to write, and I do apologize. <laughs> I'm yeah. always the one that takes the longest, but it's out now. It sounds good. When I think I had mine done for started, a while, didn't I? Yeah, you and I both had our songs done and even like practiced without anyone else. Um, but definitely like when we first got the beats, we sat down together. We all listened to it and we all came to consensus about which song sounded what, who's getting what song. Like we delegated that at least. And once we had just the fundamentals of what the songs are going to be about, that's when we um, went into our little hermit selves (laughs) by ourselves and worked in the lab. I would say when we started this album, uh, we all lived relatively close to each other. Uh, When we finished this album, we all just split off into the ether like the Infinity Stones, you know, just gone. (laughs) Or Dragon Ball is a better reference after the wish has been granted. Just... Boom. It turned into a rock for about a year, and then now we have an album again. We can make a wish again, guys. 
Wait, you get to make wishes? I'm stuck in Dr. Stone, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> um, so one of the first things I wanted to talk about was the title, the first track, Phoenix Call, which is obviously, for the most part, just a track, a kind of an introduction track, right? Like, it's about y'all. It's about what you're going to experience here. But the nerve, the balls of steel to use the, the, the uh, intro theme from Ava as the sample... Um, <laughs> when I was listening to it for the first time, I was literally like, son of a bitch, this works so well. I'm, I can't believe it. Um, when, how much does the, the samples that you use or that the, uh, Derapner provided with, um, how much does that influence the kind of song you make or how the song shapes? I know with myself it at least influences what references I'm making. Like, pretty much every reference I make on that one is an Ava reference. Right. With the exception of a couple dead memes. (laughs) The thing with me... Oh, hey, you're on the mic. Sorry. (laughs) Um, The thing with me was uh, I've never seen Ava. I just know the theme song for memes. (laughs) So uh, I just knew that beat was fire, and I was like, you know what, I just want to, like bar it out as much as I can. I mean, it's something that uh, is super inviting from the minute you hear it, right? Like, it's got that kind of epic tone to it. So you can't not, like, rap boisterously or sing boisterously over it because of kind of the impact it has. It was all according to plan. (laughs) I I will say uh, what I appreciate for everyone that has listened to the album the number one thing I hear back from people is like, is that fucking Evangelion you sampled? <laughs> like, yes. That's the, always the first review I get back. Oh, yeah. For me, listening to this record, um, uh, I mean, I so I've been in and around the Nerdcordency for a long time, and I've heard a lot of different songs about a lot of different ridiculous shit within the nerd community, because that's my favorite stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, but the track two, it samples Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3. Am I correct in hearing that in the Katana? You're right. Yeah. That's Katana? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my all-time favorite video game music. Like, I used to play that level over and over again back in the day just to hear the music because it was before we had mass access to that kind of stuff. Um the fact that it's not a song about Sonic, the fact that it is a song about something else, but you sample something as dope as that, um, is it always a conscious choice to pull away on certain songs from the easy references? Or is it just, it, it works out that way just based on how you're feeling the track? Basically with that one, uh, I wasn't too familiar with the sample. And uh, when I first heard that like that, that, that beat, I, I fell in love with it. Uh, but whatever, it just reminded me and me and Siren of like old Samurais. Oh, it reminded you of Samurais. Yeah. But it reminded me of this one movie about a winter witch that, um, and it has Samurais in it, but it's a horror film of a winter witch that like steals the soul of this beautiful woman to become beautiful so that she can steal the Samurai away. And I wanted to like embody that. <laughs> yeah, my verse is heavily inspired by uh, Roroni Kenshin. Sure. So uh, that's I'm basically rapping from his perspective. So me and Siren just uh, we took lead on that track, and uh, I told Jesse, "What up?" And he was like, <laughs> "Yes, ma'am." So I, and Jesse being the biggest Sonic fan in the world, I bet it had to be kind of hard not to do all Sonic references on that one. Oh, listen. I'll be I'll be dead ass with everybody right now who is listening. I was big mad when everybody was like, "Yeah, we're gonna do the samurai thing," and I was like, "The fuck, Sam- uh, okay. all right. Well, I I guess I'll just go along with it. Whatever. I'll just do another ice cap track maybe one day. Because I'm with you. Because for those who may not know, I'm like one of the biggest Sonic fans in the world here." Like, I eat, sleep, breathe, Sonic. Not on that weird, like, crazy furry level of some people kind of do, or, like, that, that overly overdramatic level. Like, I'm super cool about it and casual. But I absolutely love me, <laughs> But, I mean, I made sure that I put 
like some some decent. I I, I subtly put my Sonic reference. <laughs> sure, and like, and I, mean, I, I think that's what gives a track like that some strength, right? Is that you can kind of still play with it however you want, even the even if there's a focus, especially in nerdcore. Um, I feel like a lot of artists will play with the obvious and the not so obvious to make something more than the sum of its parts. Because honestly, for me, like in the overall sense, like whenever I do tracks, especially when it's like, like it's right in your face of like, oh no, that's unmistakably, you know, Ice Cap theme song, you know, whenever it's like that, I don't, I, I myself, whenever I do my own tracks and I do stuff like that, I try not to make it be directly about it or like it'll be about something completely different, but I'm going to shout the name of the game and the song and the, uh, and the uh, level out in some ways or I'll use some, some icy references. So, I mean, overall it was cool. And this track still became one of my favorite tracks, even if it wasn't the track I was looking for. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like uh, part of the collaboration process, right? I mean, all of you seem pretty independent in your your views and your own skills. You know, you're, you a lot of you did work on your own before teaming up or while teaming up. Um, my next question, I guess, is where you draw influence from. Like, I mean, there are obvious answers, I'm sure. Anyone with a pulse in the nerdcore scene has some, you know, uh, tent poles that they refer to, but I'm sure in mainstream hip hop and maybe the other genres, there might've been influences. So maybe if we can go down the line and I'll use discord to our advantage, since that's how we're recording listeners. Um, and let's go, you know, Lord and siren, and then just go down the list. Talk about some of your influences early in the rap game and why, why those artists kind of inspired you. I'll let uh, Siren go first here. Ladies mm, first. What? Oh, God. Oh, I wasn't ready. Okay, so... <laughs> That's why. <laughs> um, I wasn't a rapper. I thought I could never rap. So, But I used to love R&B. Like, I was always about the Fugees, Lauryn mm-hmm. Hill, Mary J. Blige, um, Wu-Tang. But my sister also like introduced me to, like, The Doors and The Beatles and The Beastie Boys. <laughs> and I grew up around a lot of different different influences so as a singer i have too many to count but as a rapper um it would probably just be lauren hill because i i still can't i don't know what my style is i don't know what my flow is i'm still learning and that's how she was as far as hip-hop influences um it was very much wu-tang uh i'm Big, big uh, Redman fan as well. You know, I'm being from, we're both from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So we should, we should emphasize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're both from Jersey. Uh, a lot of my other influences are still, you know, like Joe Budden's like my name, my main influence. Big uh, Pun. Big Pun uh, is another one. Uh, and getting into Nerdcore, uh, I mean, some MC Front a lot is when I got introduced. Oh, Siren Drop, Angie Martinez. That's Angie another Martinez. dope. That's I almost another... forgot her. She was my bae. Like, I marry her. <laughs> Sorry, we're just two Puerto Ricans from Jersey. We had to drop Angie Martinez. <laughs> had to. <laughs> but, like, and then, like, my major, like, influence of hip-hop in, in general is from the movie uh, Beat Street. Uh, my brother uh, introduced to me when I was younger. Uh, even referenced that in the, in the first uh, song, Phoenix Call. Um, on fire on tracks like uh, Ramon and Spitz. I definitely just did my line backwards, but that's fine. <laughs> Listen to the album for the actual version. Oh, <laughs> shameless plug is shameless. Uh, <laughs> but basically, yeah, you know, that's that's how we got that's our major influences right there. Pass it off, Phil. Why don't you go? Uh, as, as far as me, uh, like as far as rap, of course, Wu Tang, uh. Big MF Doom fan, uh, but as far as like beats, definitely Jay Dilla, definitely the Neptunes, Pharrell and Chad. Hell yeah! Um, uh, as as I was younger, I used to listen to like my mom's records, and she listened to a lot of funk music. So, also, uh, classic rock. So like Doobie Brothers, uh, Three Dog Night, like stuff like that. And then even when I got to college, I got into like a little bit of electronic stuff. So it's a little bit of Daft Punk. Uh, also a little bit of Bjork too. And yes. yeah, I, mean, I kind of just like collaged all that together. You know, just 
like to kind of make my own sound as far as uh, within nerdcore because like the way I sound is like it's definitely not mainstream like they wouldn't accept that shit <laughs> but like nerd like nerdcore is definitely more open to like crazier sounds so yeah I just had to laugh right there electronic music in college Phil those were some good nights <laughs> yeah man <laughs> We got a little while back in the day. Uh, what about you, Terrible Toad King? Uh, I mean, I was originally born and half my life raised out here in Miami. Mm-hmm. I grew up listening to all, you know, the classics out here. Millie Vanilli, Vanilla Ice, <laughs> IJJ Fish. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, God. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I grew up listening to Two Life Crew, Trina, Trick Daddy, the classics sure. out here. Yeah. Um, my uncles had me listen to a lot of different things. Uh, listen to Stone Temple Pilots. I listened to Red Hot Chili Peppers. I break dance a little bit in middle and high school, so I was up on Beach Street, uh, breaking. You got served, but a lot of my music it was just I was very open. Uh, I was listening to um, my salsa, my merengue, my background being Dominican and Cuban. Uh, I was listening to a lot of Weird Al Yankovic too. That's where I get a lot of my uh, my comedic inspiration. Awesome. And it also helps being in marching band for four years. It helps keep rhythm. For sure. Oh, yeah. And swag. So. Listening to everybody's, it gave me some time to actually really think about mine. Because, <laughs> and it's funny because it's like the things that I, I guess what I would say in a sense influence, none of them I really actually sound like, other than maybe a couple of specific. Because for me, I was, uh, I was a very big crunk music guy, you know, so I was all about my little John the East Side Boys. Um, I love my Houston rappers to death. I love all of my ATL rappers to death. And so, but to pick some specifics out that I know definitely at least persuade me to really want to do rapping time. Number one, Ludacris. Ludacris has, was like my end all be all. Like, I'm like, yo, I want to be like this. I wanted his afro. I wanted his braid. And then as soon as I actually achieved ludicrous level of hair, <laughs> cut all his off. And I said, I'm not going to do this. This took weight. But, um, and then there's also another mention I would say is T.I. He's another one who I'm like, you know, I'm like, if T.I. can do it, I would definitely jump on it if I could, you know, if it was up type situation. And then another one, which I feel as if it wasn't originally, but a lot of people made the comparison with me and Andre 3000 and like it's not I've never not liked him I love me some Andre 3000 but it wasn't until like people really started saying it's like you know you got a really Andre 3000 thing about you type thing. and then I started like really listening I'm like all right I can feel that but then on the other flip side I'm I absolutely love my electronic music so like Daft Punk Stardust you know, things that make like all those like that whole area of things. Like I, I could listen to that kind of music on repeat all day and not care about anything. So, and then of course, there's the fact that I also did spend a very large amount of time playing a lot of Sonic games, <laughs> and whenever I'm just idle doing something, I would just music that was on any of the Sonic games, Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, you know, the old classic ones. Like, I literally just be in my room, the game is on, and sound set. That's me. That's playing with my Batmans and toys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's actually a good jumping off point, because I wanted to ask about one of the specific songs on the record, um, Listen, which, for those who don't know just by the title, is about The Legend of Zelda, specifically, um, you know, um, Zelda 64, one of the more 
popular as far as well-known Zelda games. Maybe not best, but for sure, pop culture-wise, most well-known. What I like about that track is that there's a narrative, right? You've got talking in it, and like each verse reflects the narrative that's progressing, you know, being spoken to Link. Um, was that something that you had set out to do from the beginning about doing a Zelda track? Um, or was that kind of something that coalesced from the writing process? Yeah, I <laughs> all at once, all at once. Uh, I believe that was all by that was all by luck. We all definitely wrote our verses separate from each other, mm-hmm. and then I didn't know about the narration until Toad King came by the house well, and started recording that. Well, we were already in like um, agreement with one another that we hear Zelda. We want to do Zelda. Like I was like, yes, I want to do something with Zelda. Let's do this. So we just all dove deep. And then, yeah, Jose went with the verses, which was, oh, my God. It was the best idea ever. (laughs) Quite literally, it caught me by surprise because I was like, all right, we're going to record the Hyrule song today. And he's like, all right, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm glad that worked out with my verse. Actually, the funny thing is uh, one of my lines was his narration point for a moment. And I was like, we have to change just that one. (laughs) But... Everything else correlated pretty well. Uh, fun fact: Can you guess which one of us on the song has never played The Legend of Zelda? I, I actually couldn't. Should I know? Then that means we did a. That means we did a really, really good job. <laughs> I mean, also with a song like that, I'm kind of grooving into it. But which one of you did not play Zelda? Swag switcher. Uh, nope. Sold you out. I... <laughs> nah, I never, I've never, and I know, that I, I get backlashed about saying this all the time, but let it be known, my house was a Sega household, okay? I apologize, <laughs> but I'm not. My household was a Sega household, therefore, Nintendos did not get got unless I went to my big brother's place, and he wasn't playing. So neither was that. <laughs> like, at least if you were to play now, you can at least play Breath of the Wild. Me, I've played a couple games, and I jumped into Breath of the Wild the other day. Somebody threw me in the middle of a temple. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Bro, <laughs> am I supposed to climb this? What do these buttons do? Why do I have a, a giant palm leaf? What's with this banana on the floor? Bro, tell me what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and we have played the first Legend of Zelda to ever be created. Okay, it was magical. It was scary. Okay, those little pixels coming at you, I couldn't. Throwing your sword at giant colored birdle balls. <laughs> I used to Pun watch intended. my sister play it because I would get too scared for the fights. <laughs> uh, growing up in Zelda 2, the game over screen uh, of Zelda 2 is Ganon like laughing at you. That used to terrify the crap out of me. I played it again recently and I was like, what was I afraid of? But like as a kid, I, I don't know what it was, but that game over screen, like I was ter- terrified to die in that game. It was really funny. I got scared in the freaking like first like temple. Not even the temple, the tree in uh, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> like I like one little spider thing jumped on me. I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> um, and I guess this leads into a conversation. So obviously, and we talked about this a little, a little bit earlier, it's very easy to get referential, right? Especially in nerdcore. Like the, the artists, the progenitors for sure thrived on that. Like that's, it, it wasn't being done at the time. No one was rapping about pop culture to the degree, at least, that nerdcore rappers were. There were references, but not whole songs. Um, do you find yourselves getting bogged down when trying to enjoy new things like, oh, maybe I should make a song about that? Or can you consume media and enjoy it without trying to turn everything into a song or a beat? Uh, me personally, and I think I can speak for Siren, you could just watch stuff and enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. um, when I write my lyrics, I it just comes to me later. I'm like, oh, okay, this would be a dope reference here, but like, I don't see a show. I'm like, all right, I got to make a whole show about, like, song about this. And the way that I write my songs, I actually do research because um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not into a lot of stuff. I'm just, a, I'm just a gamer, so I have to do research on like movies and animes and comic books so I can stay up with the boys. And um, 
yeah, I just I just write and then I have to research to make sure that I make sense. <laughs> like when it comes to beats, like you could you could ask Zay, uh, Lord Zay too, like whether it's like clever or just something stupid, we're probably gonna make a beat out of it. <laughs> and somehow it just turns out great. <laughs> Yes. Hey, fuck, remember when I called you when I was driving back on I-4? I was like, hey, we should sample Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. And Yeah, uh, speaking of, Cerebro, go ahead and get that. It's out now. <laughs> oh, mega. <laughs> Got to promote that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think what's really fascinating about the time we live in now is like, you know, we're talking earlier, like Swag mentioned, like to listen to Sonic, you had to pull up the sound test. Whereas tons of games now don't even really have a sound test anymore. Some do, but not a lot because everything's available digitally. You can find everything online. I mean, Capcom just released their pretty much their entire library of games soundtracks on Spotify recently, which is just insane. The amount of music there. That's Are you there. serious? Yeah. That's a freaking Say, thing. Wait, wait, oh wait. Oh my God. <laughs> Say word. Yeah. Um, Street Fighter games, Devil May Cry, Resident Evil games, like the whole nine. Ooh, it's I'm, crazy. Oh. oh. Mega Man games. Funk. Yeah. Funk. 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 I need, a, I need a scary beat. A scary beat. Resident Evil time, bro. Scary beat. <laughs> I need Silent Hill. I need Silent Hill and Bioshock. Let's do this. Yeah, so, Silent Hill is already on the list. It's on the way. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about live performance. Y- y'all are from all over the place. Of course, when I first got to see you live, it was at MAGFest. Actually, let's talk about that first. So how did you connect? I know you were part of Vandal Jam, right? Uh, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. And uh, so you connected with Vince Vandal, friend of the podcast. Uh, I adore Vince. How did that connection happen? Did you all know him through the scene already? Or is it something where he was looking for bands and you reached out? Uh, That's all you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, um, him and uh, Ali or Twitter still, uh, they hit me up and they was like, yo, like, we have a couple open spots. Y'all, I mean, y'all coming to MacFest, first of all. He was like, yeah, you know, and they're like, yo, y'all might as well go ahead and perform. So he was like, uh, okay. And like, but it was last minute. So, you know, hit up Zay and everybody else. It was like, yo, let's get these tickets and do this show. And of course, like some people couldn't make it, but at least like, like at least over half of us were there. Right. So you just had to make it happen. Last minute, man. I already had bought my flight tickets. Me and Siren had yeah. Coming in way later that day, I had a fight with American Airlines to get my flight changes to make it. Yeah, uh, I knew I knew Vance for like a few years now. Have you guys yeah, collaborated on good. anything together? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, Vince. Keep going to hush. Vince. Vince is a good dude. Um, mo- like I. I got into nerdcore through where a lot of people did early days through Front and Beefy. Um, and of course, like the artists I've listened to have grown exponentially, right? Like there's so many great artists now, more recently, like Lex and Super Smack just coming up. Like there's so many different right. artists. But every time I find a new track that I really dig that becomes a favorite, it was either influenced by or involved with Vince Vandal. Like he's produced some of my favorite mm-hmm. beats, um, you know. I think it's really interesting and you know Vince is a producer and there are tons of rappers who are also producers and then there are some who are just for the most part producers and I don't know if there's a strength to one or the other but it's really interesting to watch someone like Vince who pretty much just produces um, create versus someone like Michael Kill who produces sings plays instruments like he's a lunatic Michael Kill and he knows I love him like the dude does too much. Um, I got mad at him on a po- on one of my other podcasts because he put out a beach rock record version of his songs that was yeah. better than it had any right to be. And I told him that yeah. to his face. I was like, this shouldn't have worked. You're a fucking genius. Stop it. Yeah, that was dope. It was dope. <laughs> um, but saying all that and talking about folks like Vince and the others, are there dream collaborations that are on your list or people that you're kind of starting to work with that you you have future projects in the works with? Maglo, Maglo. He doesn't know yet, but Maglo. <laughs> For sure. I actually uh, have a list of people who I want to work with one day. Nah, same. I have a couple ideas for things I'm, I'm got planned for the future. I gotta re-communicate because we've been busy and it's been about a year. But uh, there's one on the list 
and it's only because they keep saying that I we're we're just alternate Earth versions of each other, and that's <laughs> Doug funny. Oh, I nice. eventually need awesome. a hit him up and get a huge no and just record him talking and yelling at me and use it on a track anyway. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you, right? Like, you gotta go for it. I don't know, facts. <laughs> um, so, talk a little bit about the kinds of stuff you guys do in your downtime when you're not rapping or making music. Um, obviously, I get the sense there's a little bit of anime and video games, but are there, are there things that you do to recharge when you're not working on music? Uh, right now, my muse is Pokemon. That is my uh, oh, yeah. relaxation. Shield. I'm playing Shield. Nice, I got yeah, sword. Baby. Yeah, it's, it's a, a scrokey gang over here. Uh, <laughs> Siren gang? plays a lot of. <laughs> Siren plays a lot of Sims. Right now. No, I just got into it for like a second. What I've been doing with my time is sitting out in our patio, absorbing the sun. Until it goes down, and then I have to go to sleep and get up for the next day. <laughs> you know, that vampire life is real, you know what I'm saying? You know, gotta absorb it for safety. I mean, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? It gets dark early now here on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, but uh, kind of like Siren, though, like, I mean, yeah, I play like video games and like, read comic books and whatnot, but just like, you know, being outside and Cause I, I live right in the I live right in the country now, so like it's just like dead silence, you know. Cause I usually work I work in a warehouse and it's just straight noisy for ten hours. So like once I leave and I'm just like outside with fresh air, it's like it's just let my brain breathe and from there, you know, just like all kinds of music ideas come. Freaking! I know Siren is kind of in a disarray when it comes to you know like finding that chill time and you know rediscovering what i like doing because uh just to shout out my little son my boy osiris i just had a baby born and so it's like now it's the i'm going through the process of okay so now that i have this little one now i gotta i gotta refigure out the time and where i want to put the things that i like and where I can make sure I spend the right amount of time with my son and all that good stuff. You know, that new daddy. It's a, it's a little process. But I will say right before he showed up, you know, I, just, I did a lot of working out because I got to make sure I stay and move around and, you know, sound like I'm not gassed out on stage. <laughs> for a little bit, I was actually, uh, for most of this year, I was actually practicing uh, capoeira which was something I've been, I've always wanted to do ever since watching Eddie Gordo whoop my ass on uh, Tekken. <laughs> yeah, and sure. Actually, finally, actually was able to join up with the, you know, join a dojo. And I got some Capoeira skills. Not a whole lot just yet, but like enough to say that I, I can do it and not look like a, I'm dumb. You know, I, I can actually do, you know, the actual, you know, the, the Jenga, you know what I'm saying? I, I can get my, I got a decent Jenga going on right now. So if I had to try and fake somebody out or at least scare somebody away, if they was trying to attack me, you know what I'm saying? I could do that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good skill to have. Uh, Real quick, I just want to say, uh, Jesse, thank you for uh, taking out the time and doing uh, max raid battles with me on Pokemon <laughs> with the little one. So I appreciate the support. I caught my Snorlax finally. Hey. If I've learned anything from this conversation, it's that I've got to get Lord uh, Lord's uh, switch info so we can max raid battle together. <laughs> um, I'm about that raid. Yeah, I will post in chat after this my uh, my friend code, and y'all can hit me up. Um, what about you, Terrible Toad King? What do you do to unwind when you're not working on music? Uh, well, right now I'm finishing up school i'm going for tv radio broadcasting mm -hmm. so it gives me access to do all the little things i want to do video editing do a camera work all the bits and the ins and outs uh i'll sit watch some anime watch some disney plus uh every so often i find a nice little bar i'll write it down sometimes i make a stanza uh the other day i just finished writing something i had a whole shoujo theme sukeban that i'm hopefully gonna have uh for a future project uh 
I'm just being very Cuban and Dominican in Miami. You know, I'm trying to survive out here because the traffic sucks. People are worse. Well, it sounds like you got a plan at least, so that that definitely helps. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the last things I want to ask before we start to wrap up is, um, you know, you you guys have a pretty uh, extensive catalog for folks who have not been who've been doing this for a while, but you know. There are tons of new, we were talking about, I mentioned Lex and Smack earlier, like there are tons of artists who are just joining the scene, who are just coming up and looking to try and find where they can break ground and what to do music about. Do you guys have any kind of advice on how to get started or the kinds of people to collaborate with or, you know, kind of just how to get going when you're trying to make new music? I'm going to steal a uh, slogan from a shoe company. Uh, just do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's for talk real. Talk to everybody. Yeah. Talk to everybody. Uh, I'm going back to my first MacFest with uh, Funk. Uh, we somehow ended up in the Rector Systems party, and I was like fanboying everywhere. I was like, oh, shit, that's Schaefer. There's Kadesh. There's Megaran. And uh, shout out to Creative Mindframe that has just like calmed me down. I was like, hey, just be a cool person, and people will fuck with you. So that calmed me down a lot. So yeah, just just talk to people. That's the best thing about this. This community, everyone's like, for most most of it, everyone's super nice. Yeah. So everyone loves music. Everyone's also nerdy, and we're all like awkward and shy. So it's good to break out of our little anxiety bubbles every so often. And we understand each other's anxiety. So if any of us seem weird, we don't judge each other for it. Yeah, like it's crazy how many of us actually have anxiety when we go on stage. Like me and uh, Chubbs had a whole conversation about our anxieties where we're on uh before we get like before we start rapping and stuff like that even schaefer it's crazy so i i feel very welcome in this community so yeah with music just do it you want to rap rap you want to sing sing you want to do a bunch of things do them except for you know uh killing people don't kill people would you be allowed to kill people if if you're playing online never in real life because that's illegal apparently. and then uh always ask for consent yeah. Oh, facts. Yeah. Facts. 2019 oh, consent. Yeah. No, legit. Uh, one of my favorite songs that Schaefer has ever put out is his consent song. Like, it's just fucking awesome yeah. and aggressive. It's brilliant. Yeah. It should be a little more obvious to folks, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, anyone else? Words of wisdom? Uh, um, you want to go, Phil, since, you know, you have more advice uh, than I do? Shit. <laughs> uh, definitely believe in yourself. Cause like with anything that you want to do in life, just believe in yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. So yeah, <laughs> believe. And, uh, I guess with me, uh, two little things, you know, just, uh, if you want to do it, just be yourself. Don't, you know, talk about shooting, selling drugs and slanging. And then you're actually just, uh, a guy working a nine to five in front of a computer who can't even throw a basketball, i.e. me. <laughs> and, you know, just if you love music, just remember to know and acknowledge your roots. Like I, I'm in back in Miami. I hate the place, but I love it. It's home. You know, it's that relationship. So regardless, just, you know, remember your roots, be yourself and, you know, and be happy. Um, I, I definitely agree with the whole, you know, just doing it type situation. Like I know for me, when I first started, you know, which I don't remember, but my, my original group that I had, you know, they said, you know, this was actually your whole idea for us to even like do rap. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take that credit for it. But it's just one of those things where, you know, like, you know, if, if you like music and this is something you want to do, like, you know, do it and then don't let things discourage you know what i'm saying it's like right. so what you know you you feel as if you just dropped the next greatest track that would stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with something that tupac did back in the day and only like five people listen like don't let that get you down just just keep going because you know at, at the end of the day you gotta also like it for yourself not just for everybody else i you know what i mean so it's like you know at the end of the day sure you only got those five views, but I'm fairly certain those five people who viewed it, they they, they liked it, they was about it, and eventually probably going to say it and pass it on to somebody else. So it's all about just, you know, being patient, liking what you do, and 
you know, and not and you know, don't stop, don't give up at it. Because these guys definitely showed me that for sure. Because I I had given up before they kind of sort of cohorts like really getting back. Like I was on a fence of kind of wanting to do it again, but I was really not feeling. It. And they was all like, "Nah, man, like freaking, you are dope. People need to hear your stuff, and like, come come ride this wave with us, and, like, so that we." so that you continue. And I said, you know what, why not? And here we are. And it's been a, like a wild three years of wave writing. That's awesome. That's One awesome. more over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Swag said something, I guess I'll say something as well. Um, every, everything is nothing. Everything's meaningless. Everything's pointless. Everything sucks. But it's okay. It's perfectly fine. And because of that, do whatever makes you happy. And that's a very simple way of putting it. Um, uh, I really appreciate all of you taking the time to be on the podcast. Um, I, I, I'm not kidding when I say I really dig this record. Um, I've been listening to it constantly. And um, after seeing uh you know the majority of the band let's say 75% of the band live uh i've you know i've been really digging your stuff and so i'm excited to see what y'all do in the future um typically to wrap up the show i have my guests do the sign off for the show which is music is life and life is good but if i've learned anything doing remote recordings which i do a lot more these days is that getting people to say it all together at once in time is next to impossible <laughs> so instead instead I'm going to ask that one of you say the sign off uh, for me uh, and then we'll all cheer afterwards and we'll wrap it up that way I nominate uh, Terrible Toking I get for having a doctor's degree in public speaking okay uh, <laughs> alright uh, yo, yo. music is life and life is good Woo. Yeah. yeah! Awesome! Hooray! That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amons. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashchords.com or hit us up on Twitter at Crash Chords Web. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good.